morning, good morning, and welcome to the Coffee and Sports Morning Show here on the Sports Empire Network. My name is Ferdy Henderson. I'm joined by my brother from Los Angeles, California, Jonathan Mathis. What's going on, Jonathan? What's going on, Freddie? I'm up bright and early with you this morning for another episode of Coffee and Sports in the Morning. There's plenty to talk about this morning, so hey, I'm excited to be on. A lot of NBA topics to get into. Let's do it, man. Where's the rest of the panel? Most definitely like you, the earliest of the crew in L.A. Because it's six your time is the only one that's able to wake up this morning. What's going on, guys? Don't be hiding from me. I mean, if the if the sports judge can come on, everybody else should be able to come on. Stop hiding from me. Stop hiding from me. Are you sure they're hiding or they just didn't oversleep? Because sometimes I have a tendency to oversleep as well. No, coach. I'm no no sports judge. They're hiding from me. I mean, Desmond ran from me, I believe, on Monday. Couldn't find him. I mean, hey, I mean, I understand. Hey, I promise not to go too hard on y'all. Just join. It's, It's okay. It's okay. But, man, did we not have... Two great games last night in the NBA. In the National Basketball Association. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, my brother. We've seen two great games. First off, I want to start off with this topic. You know, when the play-in was announced a few years ago, there was people, there was players, analysts that was against it. Even LeBron James, he was against the play-in. Oh, wait. Coach... Coach finally decided to join us. He ain't scared. Um, good morning, Coach. How are you doing? Good morning. And fine. And I am technically, it was the show set at uh eight ten. So technically, I'm not late. Technically, it was obviously it's obvious. It's obvious coach just woke up. You can you can look in his eyes and see. Yeah, I had I had, I, I had to get I had to uh hurry. I've looked at that time and I was like, God damn, 755. What's up, I, Mo? What's up, guys? Good morning. The ever knowledgeable Mo in the house. <laughs> Hold on, Coach. I'm not going to let you get away with it. I can't help that Key set the time of the show 10 minutes later for you guys ducking me. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't duck no, you know, I don't duck, don't duck nobody. You know, I don't pay you no mind. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But listen. I'm going to get back to the original topic, Rick. I'm trying to fix this. I'm sorry. There we go. All right, we get back to the original topic. The play-in, when it first was announced that it was going to be a thing, there was people, analysts, players, as LeBron and others, that was totally against it. But I must say, it's been a total success for the NBA. Um, It has a good side. It has some bad side. um, But for the players, for the fans, this has been just a sample size of NBA playoffs. It gives us, instead of us having a week off from basketball, it still gives us something exciting to see. Sports judge, do you like the idea of the play-in or 
what was your what is your reaction of seeing it these last couple of years? Well, in in a way, it levels the playing field, right? They the idea of the playing tournament is to make the game more competitive. Now, I'm not sure if it made the game more competitive, but it does bring excitement. It does bring appeal, and it does make things a little bit more dramatic in the NBA. So that's why I think they implemented this play-in tournament. Now, I know a lot of people didn't like it at first because a lot of people don't adapt to change quite well, right? We like it the old way. We're not used to seeing something uh, new, and it's always out with the old and with the new. But in reality, we like to see the old because that's what we've been accustomed to seeing for so, so many years. I like to play in tournament because you actually mentioned it moments ago. You said that we have a game in the middle of the week, which we do. We had two great games yesterday on display. We have two potential great games tonight as well. So, I mean, the play in tournament has, you know, engaged the fan, um, Fans do tune in. They complain about the play-in tournament, yet they're still watching these basketball games. So the play-in tournament, to me, is 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 it's a benefit to it. It's some pros and cons, as as every as with everything else. My bad, Key. I see you say what's up, guys. I have a bone to pick with you. You're the reason why the guys are late this morning. Coach Dante don't be here bright and early. We'll talk about that on another day. Mo Better, what's going on, brother? What's good, Freddie? Hey, what was your reaction to the play-in, like just the play-in game overall? Uh, when they first announced the play-in, I thought I, I was interested, but I was more of a wait and see. I needed to see it enacted. Um, before I could like really give an opinion, and now that it's been enacted, um, I'm with the I'm with Judge. Look, you you get more games, and I will say this: a lot of times, teams that just slide into that seventh and eighth spot, you know, like you said, sometimes they cheat the system because they try to do a matchup. Well, now if you slide into the seventh and eighth spot, there's two teams that can compete with you and knock you out of those spots. You got to hold those. You got to earn those. Um, so. I, I love it that they've made it more competitive. Look, one day, I don't know when, one day, because it, it, sports will do this for you, one of those play-in teams that was in the ninth or tenth spot, one of them is not just going to get in. They're going to go on a deep playoff run. Key, I will let you make it this time, only this time. <laughs> now you good. Coach Dante, your reaction, sir. Do you like the play-in? Do you love it, hate it? Or in well, between, well, I was on one of the few people who said I didn't like it at first, but now that's it playing out. You see how these games competitive, how competitive these game is, games is. Uh, you see how evenly matched these teams is, and you see why these teams are the seventh and eighth and nine and ten seeds. They're uh, the, the matchups is really good, and I'll say again, it's more basketball for us, it's more basketball for us. We don't have to wait a week or two for a game of basketball. Uh, we got a, a playing tournament, two playing games tomorrow, uh, tonight, and we got one on Friday. So that's more basketball. Then we got playoffs start on Saturday. So you get basketball all through the weekend. So I kind of like it, man. And the games are competitive. See, that's what I want to see. You're a ninth, you're a 10th seed, and you're out there being competing with all uh, – you're out there, you're out there uh, competing, playing each other for the spot. 
proving that you deserve that spot. But not only that, you get in the playoffs and you give someone a series proving that you should be you should be in that playoff. Uh, you should be in the playoffs and you can compete with those top notch teams. Top notch teams. So I like it, man. I I look I like it, especially from last night's slate of games and tonight's slate of games. You know, I think it's gonna be real competitive as well. So. I'm on board with it now. I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it at first because I didn't like seeing 500 uh, under 500 basketball. But again, when you look at when you look at it, it doesn't end. When you look at the teams, it doesn't indicate you know uh, how they play on the court instead of the record. Is Dez running for me again? I mean, this is twice <laughs> in a week. Twice in a week. Don't run for me, Dez. Come on, man. Don't run for me, Dez. I'm in between on it, you guys. As a fan, I love it. Like I said, it's extra basketball. It's exciting basketball. It's a dose of playoff basketball. But if I was a team, like the Lakers, for example, their seventh seed, I don't like it. Because the old school way, if you're the seventh seed, you have a week off. You're in. I just think they should adjust that part. Um, maybe, I don't know, just maybe find another way, but keep it like if you, if you used to be able to get into the seventh seed and go to the playoffs, it should still be that way in my opinion, but it is what it is. Hey, Frank, it ain't not ready for that conversation, but let's talk about last night's playing. And I got a lot to get off my chest real quick. First, I want to show some love to Carl Anthony Towns because he came out last night dominated. Came out like he had a purpose. Came out just attacking. Like, like he was like, okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to be the best player on the court tonight. I mean, he was – I mean, they couldn't stop him inside the post, the mid-range, the three. I mean, he was doing a little bit of everything. Uh, but got to show love to Mike Conley as well. I think we've seen two – Point guards of old and both playing games um, come come alive. Um, and just showed out and just showed that leadership um, experience from him and Kyle Lowry, who we'll get within a minute. Um, I'm going to tell y'all, we saw on TV what I was talking about the other day with Darvin Ham. Why in the world did we not have a center? in a game twice when Carl Anthony Towns was on the court. AD was resting. I believe it was really the center at one point. I mean, it was just bad, you guys. I'm like, man, you have three centers on your bench and you don't take a shot at one of them? You brought in, you brought in Gabriel. He got eight up. I would have loved to see them bring in Tristan Thompson in the game. Um, a little bit of a bigger body, um, somebody that can kind of hang in the post with um, Towns. Um, but you seem, like I, like I always say, when I look at Darvin Ham, I, I question myself, are we looking at really looking at Frank Vogel? <laughs> I mean, I question myself that. Um, but other than that, hey, that's why the playing's so tough. You know, a lot of people say, well, the Lakers should have blown out um, – Timberwolves, no. I'm gonna tell you, Timberwolves. I was, I was more afraid of that Timberwolves team with Carl Anthony Towns than with Rudy Gobert, because we see that they play much better 
when Rudy Gobert is not on the court. The offense flows better. You see more dose of Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and that's just what it was. Um, and the play-in game, man, can be very dangerous because we've seen teams any given night come out there and just be hot. No, no matter how good your defense is, we've seen teams come out and get really hot. Um, but the Lakers battled. You know, they, they continued to fight. Um, they never, you know, even when there was a, you know, the Wolves up by 15, the Lakers never caved in. They never doubted themselves. And um, we always, we needed that third guy to join the party because it was, it was really nothing but LeBron and AD for most of the game. Because um, Austin Reeves struggled. D'Lo had a bad game. Troy Brown wasn't knocking down shots. I mean, we just, we had to find a third guy. And I believe in that second half, as we've seen a lot this year, Dennis the Menace um, stepped up, you know, and he can he and he and he helped us get back into the ball game and help us. He knocked down a big shot, um, even though Anthony Davis almost sold the bag, um, but they was able to get the win and um, it was a good win. And we got like three or four days off of rest, um, and just we have a tough opponent this weekend. Um, Mo, what was your reaction? It was it's one of those classic tell of two halves. Everything you said about Anthony Towns was correct in the first half, but in the second half, he was the Anthony Towns that are Carl Anthony Towns that I know. The guy that settles and just shoots jump shots, wasn't aggressive, had at least three offensive fouls. Like that's the guy I know. All world talent, but the, the ability to put together a complete game on a consistent basis has eluded him his whole career. Um, and then I was disappointed in Darvin Ham's rotations. But when I looked at what the Timberwolves coach did, especially in the second half, when the Lakers are eating up your lead, when they're, when, when they're starting to gain momentum, you don't run any plays, not no set plays. You put the ball in slow-mo's hand, and I get it. Slow-mo's a solid playmaker, but he's not a scoring threat, and the Lakers played him that way accordingly. They gave him at least five to ten feet. That that was horrible offense. Look, I'm rooting for the Lakers, but I can recognize when a coach is making bad decisions. Anthony Edwards had a terrible shooting night, but he's your best creator off the bounce, and you don't run anything. Not a pin down, not anything to get him in a position where he can go downhill. Like, you're, if you're, you're great players, can have bad shooting nights. But when he's matched up with Austin Reeves, he's supposed to raise his hand up, walk Austin Reeves into the post, and eat Austin Reeves alive. And even if they double, he can pass out of the double. I didn't understand how he only shot three free throws. Now, that's not all in the coach, like Towns. Although I'll give him a little bit of a pass, he's still in a learning stage of his career. You got to recognize my jump shot's not falling. I got to just put my head down and attack the basket. I, I can put my team in a better way. I can set my team up for success by being more aggressive. The Lakers won the game, and I thought they were the better team in the second half. But I thought the Timberwolves, especially their two best players, they were just so passive. Like, if you didn't get the game that you got – from Mike Conley or the shooting from Torian Prince, I, mm -hmm. the Lakers would have walked them down a lot sooner. Like, like those two guys balled. Mike Conley, when I watched him, I was like, you can still see he still got that quickness. Mm -hmm. He can still get separation. Like, I know he's in his early 30s, 
but his body tells me that he still has value going forward in the NBA. Like he's that kind of veteran point guard that a lot of younger teams should want to pick up. So I, I, I enjoyed the game, especially the comeback. Um, and despite the fact that D'Lo was really a non-factor when it came to scoring, I like that AD stepped up, LeBron stepped up. You're right, uh, Freddie. Dennis Schroeder was so big for us. But I was just disappointed because I thought Minnesota's coach in many ways mirrored what Darvin Ham did for the Lakers. Mark, that's your question. So it, it's so easy to say Minnesota stopped running their offense. Minnesota stopped doing what's working. They shot the ball horrible, especially in that fourth quarter. Do you credit that more on the Lakers' defense? Or do you just say Minnesota just choked? I thought the Lakers played better defense, but Anthony Edwards, he, he was just raising up, taking jump shots. It wasn't be nobody was getting up into his body, forcing him to take jump shots. Him and Towns were just willing to settle for jump shots. And I, I, I don't understand that. So I, the Lakers defense definitely tightened. They wouldn't walk them down if they didn't play better. But two things can be true. The Lakers defense tightened and made a difference, and in in the Timberwolves' offense came to a stall. Look, we're both Laker fans, but if you want to, you know, but we can point out the Lakers' weaknesses. One of their biggest weaknesses, and it, it, it showed throughout the first half, they're a terrible transition defense team. They, they just are. If they, don't, if they don't shut you down or if they don't score where they can set their defense up, if you get them running or moving side to side, they're in trouble. They, they're just not very good in transition defense. And I thought Minnesota got to a point where they were literally playing into the Lakers' hands because they just started walking the ball up. And I, I don't understand that. Like, as I'm watching the game, I'm loving that we're coming back. At the same time, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. Oh, I thought one of the person that was ducking me decided to join us this morning. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Jory. Jory, how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. My bad. I'm late. I thought she was ducking me. You know, a lot. Of, I, I'm a customer of that. A lot of people hide from me. Isn't that right, coach? Like Dez. Where you at, man? Come on, Dez. <laughs> I, I ain't hard to find. I know you not. I'm talking about these others, coach. Coach is everywhere. I think coach is like, coach is almost a network by himself. Coach <laughs> is the hardest working man on the network. He is, yo. He is. Like, that's facts. Like, Bruh, I wish I had to grind like coach. I wish I wish I had the time like coach. But I wish I had like this dude is always grinding, putting in that work. No doubt. And Kyle, you've yet to come on the morning show. Like, come hop on the morning show, Kyle. I would love to hear you because I can hear you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I know Jonathan, he up there chomping by the bits. I can see the spit foaming on his mouth. I can see him about to fall out of his chair. He ready to talk about it. Jonathan, before you go, please don't say nothing that annoys me. Please don't say nothing that annoys me this morning. Please, because I really don't want to go there this morning. Go, Jonathan. Unload. I know you're ready. I know you're ready. Man, the Lakers won the game. And not every win is meant to be pretty. Some wins are going to be ugly, right? But they damn near gave me a heart attack last night. They almost put me in the hospital. And I know I know, had they lost the game, they still had a chance to redeem themselves. But I wanted them to win last night against the Timberwolves. And, you know, yeah, it's a win again. But 
the Timberwolves are a turbulent, dysfunctional team that was shorthanded. So it makes you wonder, like, when the Lakers do face stiffer competition, competition, which they will, if they continue to advance throughout the playoffs, it's not going to get any easier. It's going to be harder for the Lakers. So the Lakers are going to have to be a lot better. You know, they're going to have to be a lot better. And those two guys are going to have to continue to set the tone. I'm talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Because if those two guys set the tone, everyone else will follow. Right? They'll feed off of their energy. So those two guys are going to have to be on top of their game. They're going to have to stay healthy. I've been saying that all along. You know, Dennis Schroeder, he was amazing last night. Dennis was a menace out there, hitting a big three from the corner. Uh, that that was a huge, huge shot for the Lakers. Uh, it came in a moment of desperation. It came in a clutch situation, and the Lakers really, really needed that shot, and they got it. Um, I thought the Lakers were a little lackluster uh, to start the game early on. They didn't, they didn't get off to a fast start. It was ugly. It was frustrating. Um, and, you know, some people might say the Lakers didn't deserve to win this game. But, hey, if you win, you deserve to win, even if it's an, even if it's an ugly, ugly win. The Lakers got the job done, but the Lakers still got a lot of work to do. And, I mean, it wasn't a polished performance, but it was one in which they got by. So now they live to fight another day. They will face a very good Memphis team, one that's athletic, one that's explosive. And Mo mentioned it. They're going to have to be better in transition defense, especially against a, a Memphis team because uh, Memphis is fast. And they'll run all over the Lakers. The Lakers are going to have to come up with a, ga- a, a good game plan. They're going to have to execute a lot better on both ends of the floor. And last night, I just want to point out something, too. Um, the officiating. The officiating was, was terrible last night. There was a lot of missed calls in the game. Uh, the Lakers didn't get a lot of calls until the second half of the game. Um, and that was the difference also in the second half. And then Mo also brought it up too. Uh, Minnesota stopped playing their game in the second half. They they forgot that there was two halves in, in a basketball game uh, because you had Cat who was outplaying Anthony Davis in the first half. He was the story. Cat was the story in the first half, not Anthony Davis. But then, like Mo said, he started settling, settling for jump shots. Um, and Anthony Edwards wasn't his best last night. He he didn't perform. Uh, to his ability. So, I mean, the Lakers got by. Um, it's a win, but they're going to have to be a lot better. Let's not get it twisted. AD might didn't have a great scoring game, but I thought he was big on turning our defense around. Um, you know, he was – and we've seen his last few games, we've been seeing the elite defender out of Anthony Davis. Um, but it helps when other guys join the party. Uh, like I said the other day, we need Beasley going. We need D'Lo going, going, you know, and just thank God we had Schroeder to be that third guy because they was de- they was desperately missing somebody to join the party. And I was like, I was questioning, like, who's going to be that guy that's going to say, okay, let me be that third option. I'll knock down shots. And that was Dennis Schroeder. And he was here. And, man, just think about it. He's dealing with a neck injury an Achilles injury, and he rolled his ankle. Like, you talking about banged up. I mean, we needed this rest at the right time because 
If we, I believe if we don't have Dennis Schroeder, uh, we don't have a chance. In my opinion, I think that's how important he is to this team. Um, Coach, what was your reaction to the game last night? Well, my reaction, man, it was a really Hey, Coach, spot. before you go, yeah. don't stir up Jonathan because I know what you do. No, 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 no. no. I'm not going to stir up Jonathan. Oh, look who's not ducking me. And finally, he shows up 30 <laughs> minutes in the doggone show. Good morning, Dez. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? You have a Bronco shirt on and it's April. <laughs> April. April. Hey, we worked out. Hey, we worked out yesterday, but uh, I gotta give props to your Lakers, man. I gotta give props to the Lakers. So, but they're not ready for Memphis. Well, it's not your turn yet. Wait your turn. It's Coach Dante's turn. Uh, well, I get it down to you. If, uh, they were Lakers with a loss, you would have heard a whole different damn impact for Jonathan today. But other than that, y'all, there it was a sloppy game for both teams yesterday, man. Last night it was a hell of a sloppy game. I mean, Lakers had 21 turnovers. Minnesota had 24 goddamn turnovers. And you're not beating nobody if you have to turn the ball over 24 times. That's how sloppy the game was. I actually liked the lineup about Minnesota that they play. I thought they were more quicker. They were more physical in the first half. They can switch every single every single thing. I thought the rim protection was phenomenal in the first half. Uh, they made the Lakers work for every shot they got. I mean, they played hard. They played tough, physical. I actually, uh, Chris Finch liked what he tried to do, even though his rotation was short because of the injuries. A little bit, his rotation was short. He was rotating guys in and out the game to try to get them to rest. But the moment, the the key that, to me, turned the game around, when Carl Anthony Towns got his fifth foul. When he got his fifth foul, that played more into his him being less aggressive because the way the game was kind of called, he didn't want to. He was hesitate to go inside the lane, which is he would he would have did, and he was doing really well in the first half. He was scared of guys getting. He got a charge on LeBron drew a charge on him earlier in the game, so that took that took his aggressive going inside the paint. So that's the reason part of why he was shooting the jump shots because he was scared he was going to get his sixth foul. He didn't want to get out. He knew how important the game was. And Chris Finch, I'm not mad at him for taking the gamble. Lakers are up on a run. You got to stop. Try to stop the bleeding. Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I heard the uh, Reggie Miller or Kevin Harlan, someone said he had an injury, but I don't give a damn about that. If you're out there and you're good enough to go, I'm not making no, that excuse for you. If you're playing out there on the court with an injury, that you're good enough to go, you can play. So I'm not blaming no injuries on no on, uh, anything about that. You got to be better. But I, I give credit to the Lakers defense on stopping uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, they they uh, doubled him every time on a screen and roll. When they did double him, they also had someone shelling in case he's going to the paint. He's not that great of a shooter, so I like the uh, defensive. I like the defensive effort they put together on Anthony Edwards. That played a part while he was a, a jump shooter pretty much the whole game. So I liked that the way they packed the paint. And uh, the key to this game was Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder stepping up for the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. The three in the corner. Uh, the drive, the drive to the basket uh, in the third quarter. I thought he was real tremendous on the defensive side, playing uh, guarding Mike Conley ninety feet uh, up the court. I thought his defense was amazing the whole night. So you, uh, the Lakers, it was an ugly win, but you got to give them credit that defense tightened up in the third quarter. We took Anthony Edwards out the game the whole night. Didn't let him get to the basket. Uh, they forced turnovers early in the game. Those Minnesota Timberwolves went on a seven-minute drought without scoring a basketball. That's real tough right there. Uh, at the end of the day, Lakers defense, I think the Lakers defense got them this win after Minnesota was uh, shooting shooting heavily in the first half. That was making everything. Torian Prince, Mike Conley was hot the whole game. And for the Lakers to win this type of game while the Lakers wasn't shooting really well, 
The Lakers' defense won them this game. Lakers' defense won them this game. So I got to give more credit to the Lakers' defense for forcing 24 turnovers and holding Minnesota to a seventh-minute drought and how well they defended uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lakers versus Grizzlies in a minute because I think y'all need to, I need to educate like my brother Frank is doing in the comments. But, Jory, your reaction to last night's game? Well, I, I, I didn't – I didn't get to catch the game until like after halftime and the Lakers were down by pretty much 20, but yet what really stood out for me was the Lakers defense because offensively in some phases of the game, they looked a hot mess up until overtime. And then like, it was also kind of like who could sell the game the most at the end of the game. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? But for the Lakers to have any type of success, all of their their whole team has to be clicking. So for them shutting down uh crap, for them to shut down Edwards like that, I didn't think they could do it because they've been inconsistent on defense all year. But it shows that they can once like it shows that if they don't have the best shooting night, you can rely on the defense, but just not all the time. I feel like the Lakers could give Memphis a run for their money, but they're gonna have to keep they have to keep keep up with a very young team that can put some points up on there. That's my opinion on it. Dad, should I let you go or should I not? <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right, Dev. What was your reaction? <laughs> Hey, I gotta give it to you and Mo, man. Uh, that no, no, no. Was, you, uh... Mo, Jonathan, enjoy. It's four <laughs> of us this morning. Four of us this morning. Don't cheat my my Laker family. If Frankie <laughs> in the comments, don't cheat my Laker family, Dez. Golly, Dez. <laughs> I, 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 I can't cheat you guys, man. You guys won the game, um, but I think you guys won the game in the fourth quarter. You guys really started locking down the T Wolves at that point. Because you guys were down more than 15 points. And even me in the comments and some of the fans that were watching the stream last night for Coach, which was great last night, Coach. Um, I was like, this game is done. I mean, uh, we all said, said it. The Wolves were going to come out aggressive. They were playing with house money last night. And they actually did pretty dang good. I mean, I, I give them all the credit. But I have to give credit where it's due with LeBron James and Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis because they showed up in that fourth quarter. They started locking down the defense. Um, but with this matchup with Memphis, I mean, LeBron, <clears throat> even his press conference. We're not on Memphis yet, sir. We're talking about the play. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm controlling this show, sir. We're talking about Lakers and Timberwolves. All I'm saying this is this. You guys kind of struggled against a T-Wolves team that had nothing to lose. And so uh, I, I wasn't really shocked because that's the Lakers. That's what you guys do. You guys will play with people's emotions. But I got to give the win. I mean, there was a lot of turnovers last night, too. I mean, you're talking about when you're taking the ball out of bounds and there's so many dang turnovers. That's kind of sad. But you got to give uh, credit to one player. I think Austin Reeves. He's definitely stepped up for y'all. So I'm proud for the Lakers to get the W, especially at Staples Center um, and, and for the fans. But, uh, you know, now it's on to Memphis. But it's a good win. It's a good win. Ladies and gentlemen, let me let, let me tell you what Dez is doing. 
She does think he's slick. <laughs> he ain't slick. Oh, I'm just glad he's able to get the win last night because he didn't want us to lose. He's a Denver fan. He didn't want to face us in the first round. So yes, he's glad we won. He he was praying last night on his knees, say, "Oh dear basketball God, please let the Lakers pull it off. Please <laughs> let them pull it off because we don't want to play them. They will be a problem towards us." Yo, your prayers are answered, Dez. Your prayers are answered. Um, listen. Let's talk about that Memphis game. And I'm going to tell you, because I know Jonathan's about to just, he's, he overreacts to every little thing that happens with the Lakers. So I know he's about to go on a rampage. But let me get, let me, let me tell you something. The Minnesota team and that Memphis team is two different teams. They're night and day. Minnesota have a better legit three-point shooters around them. Memphis, they're not really that good from the perimeter. They struggled this year at times. Um, the game plan is going to be just like last night. They're going to let they hey they're going to guard um, John Morant. They're going to guard Desmond Bain. They're going to let Dylan Brooks beat them from the outside because we've seen how bad he struggled from the outside this year. I believe he's shooting what thirty one percent from three, thirty percent from three, something like that. Like he struggled from the three point line. Um. Uh, Memphis isn't that great of a half-court team. And we know in the playoff, Mo said it yesterday, the game slows down. The game slows down. LeBron James is going to control the pace. He isn't going to run outrun with um, Memphis. He's going to get that ball. He's going to walk it up. They're going to run the half-court offense. They're going to run it through Anthony Davis because let's not forget, there's no Steven Adams. There's no Brandon Clark. In the middle. So, A.D., Jaron Jackson, you're going to see A.D. And I just hope you don't get in foul trouble. Because that's been a problem of yours as well this year. That you get in foul trouble too early. Because just know we're going to run our offense to Anthony Davis. Um, I expect us to be a lot better. This team, you could tell they need rest. Um, I mean, you just do. You, you could tell they ended the season. They was tired. They played like six games in eight days. Like, they was tired, and, you know, the, the, these four days off is going to be very crucial for this team, um, you know, and I don't see D'Angelo Russell playing bad like he did yesterday, um, not, not too often. I just don't see that. Austin Reeves is going to shoot the ball better. We're going to get impact from Troy Brown Jr. Uh, Rui is going to still be good for us. I mean, we, we still have pieces. And Jonathan, you might just don't see it, but Minnesota. Austin Reeves, I'll give it. I'll give it to you that Austin Reeves is gonna shoot the ball better. I don't know so much about D'Angelo Russell because he's a hit or miss. How, bro? As long as and he's not that, always consistent. Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. As long just as you see, if as long as you seen D'Angelo Russell, even when he was here the first time, can't we expect big games for him? Especially wide open from three, bro. He's not gonna. I mean, in every one of four games, you get a good game from him. Yes, so maybe we're talking about D'Angelo Russell, not Malik Beasley, bro. I know who you talking about. Ever since about. he's been That's with the Lakers, he's been ever since he's been with us, he's been averaging eighteen, bro. That was his All first right. bad. That was like his first bad game with us yesterday. Okay. All right. If you say so. If you say so. All right. I mean, Frankie, <laughs> he's showing that Clipper side, bro. He really is right now. He's showing that Clipper side. I ain't no right Clipper now. fan. 
He's showing that clip Stop. aside right now. Stop. I'm a Laker I mean, fan. Die hard. I, I showed I mean, pictures off last night. You saw it on, on my social what media? What I'm saying is, and then it shows that we can't play defense. Vander, hey, I'm just saying this is a completely different team than Minnesota. Just saying. And, hey, we got to give credit to LeBron James because I heard Gene come on the show. Well, uh, he don't play no defense. Yeah, he gave up a few threes yesterday. I agree. But when it was time for LeBron to, to get him to play defense, get down and play defense, <laughs> we seen – actually, I thought that was one of, one of his best defensive performances I've seen from him in a while, in my opinion. And if anybody disagrees, y'all can say that. No, nah, I'm not going to lie. I thought uh, outside of the Torian Prince three that LeBron James gave up in the corner, I thought the Mike Conley three that hit was hit on him. That was a tough three. Mike Conley, that just showed you how hot Mike Conley was last night. Mike Conley shot that three literally in LeBron's face. So that's really good defense. That's just a better three-point shot. And it also just really showed you how hot Mike Conley was last yeah. night because he was hitting everything last night. I'm talking about – Anthony Davis before before when he fouled Anthony Davis didn't need to foul him on that he was leaning he was leaning towards out of bounds that would have been a tough three he would have made he he would have made right there you can't put yourself in that position but I thought LeBron James was really good on the defensive side outside of the Torian Prince three pointer and it showed Torian Prince hitting that three pointer he was hot all night too so again mm -hmm. uh, I thought the only assignment he blew was that assignment right there but other than that, I thought he was good on defense the chase down block was phenomenal chase down block was really good. Whoever, whoever want to go, they can go. Yep, the shots were falling for Minnesota in the first half. But, yeah, it was a great defensive effort from LeBron James. I'll give him that. That that was a great defensive effort. And you, like you said, there was only really one blown defensive assignment by LeBron James. I think LeBron James know what time it is. I think Anthony Davis does too. But the role players are going to have to step it up too. And I like what I saw from Dennis Schroeder yesterday. I thought that was very encouraging. And the bet and the good thing last night when I was when Mo was in the chat when I was discussing early in the game it was good. I one thing I liked it with Darvin Ham did when he took out D'Angelo Russell and sat his behind on the bench because he deserved to sit on the bench the way he played last night. Early in the game, I thought he was trying to do a little too much. Uh, he was trying to do a little too much. He was just throwing up shots, jacking up shots, and most of the shots weren't even great shots. I thought uh, that messed over the Lakers' uh, offensive rhythm. And when he took him out and put Dennis Schroeder in and kept him in the game, I thought that was a key key point at the game because D'Angelo Russell was not great at all last night. So I thought he needed to be taken up out of the game after what he was doing early up in the game. And that it benefit showed by Dennis Schroeder being in the game. Austin Rivers didn't have a good offensive game, but he had a great defensive game. Got to give him credit for that one. And by the way, this will be a history matchup because LeBron James is passing Derek Fisher for going against the most of different playoff teams in his career. So just wanted to throw that out there. Whoever else want to go, y'all can go. I'm last fed thing, up. Hey, Jonathan thing. got me routed up this morning. <laughs> last thing, the Lakers are 17 and 20 on the road. I'm just letting you know that. And uh, I give credit to – you got to give credit to Minnesota too because, I mean, they played hard. They were playing with house money last night. So um, you got to give credit to Minnesota because they really did put on the dogfight against the L.A. Lakers team that was desperate as well. Um, hey, Dan, I'm ask you a question. When you give out <laughs> those stats, no, I'm going to be fair. Yeah. When you give us those stats, what's the stats when we made the trade on the road? What's our road record then? Can you find mean, it's, it's, be it's better since the trade. It has been better. But this is Cause, a cause, I'm going to tell you, I only grade this. I don't grade this team what they did in August, September, October, November, December, right. January, because that's that team's gone. But I'm saying, I'm saying this though. You won the game last right last night, right? You play what Sunday. 
So the rest, yes, you get a little bit of rest. But the biggest thing that the Lakers did last night that shot themselves in the foot, which they had to kind of take out D'Angelo Russell, was the shot selection. I mean, they're just shooting the threes, bricks at the bricks at the bricks, where they can just drive, you know. Now with Memphis, they're going to play a little bit more small ball because they don't have Steven Adams. But they got a guy that I think that can be a little bit of a factor, just a little bit of a factor, Kenny Lofton Jr., Louisiana Tech, G League Player of the Year. He's averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds in 17 games. I mean, he's not going to be the factor from guarding Anthony Davis, no, but he could add you some scoring. You have Jared Jackson and John Morant. And all I'm saying is when you're playing at home in Memphis with that crowd, that city, it's going to be difficult environment for LeBron James. That's what I'm saying. And Anthony Davis, they run and gun. They have a great offense, high spirit energy in that stadium. I just don't see the Lakers coming out this series. You exerted so much dang energy last night that, I mean, how are you going to pick up? They haven't even scouted them yet. Well, Dez, we, we're going to be re- we're going to be resting. We're going to be resting until Sunday, Dez. We're, we're good. I, I, we're, I know. But I mean, I mean, you got. I mean, you guys haven't even scouted yet. You guys beat them what twice this year? Which you mean we which, scouted? Which you know yet? how to beat them? Yeah, we I know beat coach, them twice. You, you, and coach, and we all talked about this yesterday in yesterday's episode. You know how to beat them if you beat them before, right? That's your blueprint. But when it comes to the playoffs, teams make adjustments, and these both these teams made adjustments. Like I said, I get the popcorn ready for this matchup. I will definitely do a play by play with you, Freddie. And coach, we, I'm down for it. Jonathan, we can do it too. Like I said, I think this year is gonna come down to pace. And the, and the Lakers can't come with the pace. Lebr- LeBron, LeBron can slow walk, the pace. LeBron's gonna slow walk the ball up. He's not gonna turn, let it be a track meet. If but, John okay, okay. and them have to I walk will, the ball up and execute in the half court, yeah. they're gonna have some problems. But, they're not good. They're, they're not good in half court offense. Look, if John Morant is coming at you with a full head of steam. You're mm-hmm. in trouble because he's either he's either scoring or he's getting fouled and scoring or somebody's getting posterized. But if he's walking the ball up and he's mm-hmm. actually actually run the offense like a point guard and set everybody else up and run an offense, mm-hmm. they're not the same team. I, I will say this though, I think their three point shooting as a team not great. But no. Luke no. Luke Kennard is an excellent three point shooter. Bain is a very good three point shooter. So I, they have guys – look, Jared Jackson Jr. can hit the three. They have guys that can make the three. It's just not the strength of the team. But I'm saying that you're talking about the hostile crowd and all like that. There's not a crowd or situation that LeBron James hasn't seen before. He's right, not going to walk into yeah. Memphis worried about the crowd. My guess yeah. is he's walking into Memphis to shut the crowd down. I'm, I'm not saying that people shouldn't favor Memphis. I, I don't favor them. But there's going to be people that favored them. I'm saying that this is about pace, and I trust the Lakers, especially LeBron, to control the pace of the game. I think that, yes, Jaron Jackson Jr. might very well be the defensive player of the year. I don't think he can shut down Anthony Davis. The question is, once he gets into foul trouble, and he will get into foul trouble, what happens? Who comes in? Who's going to be their big to give them 15 or 20 minutes while he's not on the floor? Because that's what that's when they're really gonna get hurt. They don't have a lot. And trust me, Des, I'm gonna say this. If the answer is Kenny Lofton Jr., who I think is gonna be a very good player down the road in his NBA career, but if you put him out there right now, they're in trouble. 
Hey, Jonathan, Frankie, you have a message for you. I, I got something. For yeah, Frankie but like all, like all y'all, I'm not going to be a cheerleader. I'm a fan, sure, but I ain't going to be a, a cheerleader. <laughs> you know, hey, Jonathan, what you what you say? You ain't finna go out. You ain't finna look like no damn boo boo the fool, huh? I don't have no pom. I don't have no pom pom. I don't have no pom poms. I ain't shouting through that. What's, what's that thing they call? I ain't no cheerleader. I ain't no Laker. I ain't no Laker fanboy. That ain't me. That ain't even my name. What'd you say, Coach? What'd you say? Not to say, y'all a die Laker fan, an LA fan, but I ain't no damn boo boo the food, though. Like. <laughs> I bleed purple and gold. Hey, and we all know LeBron James. I mean, we, we, I, I say this the Lakers will drop game one. That's a scout game. I'm sorry. That's going to be LeBron James scouting because he's not great in game ones at all. He's not. If, but if you take LeBron James out the equation, it's more than just LeBron. When it comes to playoffs, it's more than two guys. That's all you guys got. I mean, you guys got reasons. Dez, let me help you real quick, brother. I don't know, though. If they have enough rest, they may come out strong in game one. Dez, let me help you out real quick. I just don't think they're going to win this series. Dez, 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 I don't want you to do this to the viewers. I want to help you out real quick. I kind of look at it differently. I think the Lakers can win game one. Hmm. Memphis been off for how long? They're already a team that struggles from the three-point line as a team, 35% from three. Their team is not good in the half court. This Laker team just played last night, so they'll have, they'll be in a more of a rhythm. Oh, Frankie, he's a Denver Nugget fan. Um, they'll he'll be even more of a rhythm. The Memphis, in my opinion, I can see us winning game one and losing game two. Um, that's just how I see it. But, bro, at the end of the day, every game, and, John, and everybody can see that it's different people that we get to step up. Um, yes, AD and LeBron be there, but there'd be nights where Austin Reeves show out. There'd be nights where it's the Troy Brown. Troy Brown be the third option. There'd be nights where it's Rui. There'd be nights where it's D'Angelo. So we have the pieces where any 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 game, we can get a third or fourth guy. We've seen where we've had five guys score almost 20 points in a game. So let's not let's not get it twisted, Des. Don't let's say we have three guys. We have more than three guys. We have great depth on this team. Um, depth is not a problem. Just last night, for some reason, D'Angelo couldn't knock down a shot. Don't expect that too often where his shot's not going down. Uh, Austin Reeves didn't shoot the ball too good. Do not be do not expect that too much often as well. Just saying. But do anybody have any other topic, any other thing they want to add to before we get to another go to the next game? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say just one more thing. 17 to 20 actually not bad on the road. That's not that's not that bad. That, you can you can win on the road to some degree. I'm not actually mad at the 17 to 20 record on the road. That's actually pretty solid. But it's no, not it's bad. Not, it's not, not bad, bad, coach. But I want to know what the actual record is with this new team. Because I get because see, Dez didn't want to die. He wanted to bring that stat up, but he didn't want to dive any deeper to find the stat with the new team. That's what uh, I want him to do. I want him to do the extra homework. All I'm saying is this, Freddie, and I'm leaving. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is this: I want you, if you're going to bring up facts, bring up all the facts. That's what uh, I want you to do, man. Your team, ba- look, look, look. All I'm going to say is this: I'm just going to, and we go to the next team. Look, the Lakers made the play in four games above 500. Congratulations, you won last night against a, a, a Minnesota team that came out with house money and actually played y'all straight up. It, it took another overtime. You know, with a dumb foul by Anthony Davis, but you got the win. You go on to Memphis. I say Thank it's going to be a series. All I'm going to say is Memphis going to lose. 
That's all. I mean, Memphis is going to win. That's all I'm going to say. So, and I'm going to say this because I wanted to address Jonathan earlier. He's talking about, oh, this is a wounded team. They should Lakers should have stomped off. No, 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 Jonathan. We've seen when there's teams that had controversial things around them. A lot of t- it had two things happen. Either they yeah. they fall off because it. it's cliche. Or they, they get they high. They usually come together, right? They usually so, go into a tailspin, or they figure things out. I get it, Freddie, but. This was different. This, this Laker team. How was it different? This Laker team, to me, this Laker team should have took care of business. It should. It should not have been bro, that hard. See, bro, it that's what the media, that bro. That's what no, the listen, see. That's what the media wants you to know. That's what Shaquille O'Neal wants you to know, Jonathan. That's what Shaquille O'Neal wants you to know. Oh, he could. Oh, they should beat him by thirty. No, this team is fact. I didn't. Play. I didn't. I didn't say Jonathan, by hold 30. on, hold on, hold on, Jonathan. Hold on, Jonathan. It. This team is the fact that they play much better without Rudy Gobert. That's facts. Freddie, let me ask you a question. Go. The Lakers don't concern you. I know they have the depth. I know they have. Yes, a, they a have concerns, in, Jonathan. But do they concern you moving forward? Because it's only going to get harder as time goes. Jonathan, Jonathan, yes, they concern. They're the seventh seed for a reason. But, brother, I so do. So you under- struggle against a decimated and distracted Minnesota Timberwolves. That's still a good team, bro. They still got good pieces. I'm not pieces. saying they're not a good team. They still I'm got not good pieces. They're not a good team. They got Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Mike Conley, Prince, Kyle Anderson. They still I got good it. pieces, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I get we... it. But oh, I, I, oh, know. oh, Dez. You I see mean... how my brother, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jonathan. I want to bring up the Dez. My brother Frankie for did his you homework you on something. Lakers are 17 9 on the road since the trade deadline. <laughs> so, what are we talking about, Dez? Next topic, man. Y'all go get me. I'm not trying to get man, the Lakers or nothing, man. Yeah, you just that's why you prayed to God that you didn't have to play him in the playoffs. That's why you prayed. I but will I'm... say this though. Defense down the stretch. Want the smoke. Defense down the stretch was very, very good for the Lakers. I will, Made me I mess will up say my that. lighting in here. Made me mess my lighting up in here. Fooling with you. Man, fooling with you, Dad. Gotta be all delusional sometimes, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen, listen let's go like to the Michael Cooper. Jonathan, no, you y'all, you just you you fall for the hype, bro. You, you really do. You fall for the hype. He still believes no, like they're overrated. Man, that's all. They, they, this, I've never seen this from a, a play-in team so much hype over a play-in team. It ain't yeah, it's it's the a number one yeah. Man, basketball guys, why can we not have played Denver? See, what did you say? What did you say? The because they're a storied franchise with a rich history. So so that's going to happen. Even when they sucked, even when they used to miss the playoffs, they you know, because there's so much mystique wrapped around Mo, the franchise. Mo, I, I, hate, I hate to be one that game last night. I wish we would have played Denver. The, the, oh, the hush was, his I man's mouth up. I was hoping, Freddie. Because, you know, we've already beat y'all in the Western Conference Finals once. That was, we can that do was it in the it don't matter what show what, Jonathan. Are you a Laker fan or are you a Clipper fan? Which one? Pick a side. Which one? Pick a side. This is your chance right now. I'm a Laker fan. Okay, then. I, I don't want to hear Because guess what? Coach Let's Jonathan, let me ask you a question. No, 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 no. You went there. Coach Jonathan, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If the Houston Rockets would have won a championship in the bubble, would you say, oh, we won a bubble championship? Yeah, because I think I think uh, no matter how you get it, it's a championship. A championship, everybody, a championship. Everybody got the same. Got the same. So. That's true. I, 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 I said that as well. 
But there's other people. Jonathan, out stop watching Charles Barkley. Stop watching Charles Barkley. Stop watching Charles Barkley. I can't help it when the game's on TNT. He's on my screen. That don't. Hey, he's a hater. Hey, this, he never. This dude, he backtracks on everything he said. You heard it last night. He said, "Oh, I think did everything." The Kenny called him out on it. <laughs> Frankie, um, 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 Kenny, this Jeff Smith called him out on him switching, and and and, and, and Charles is doing just like this, tap dancing, moonwalking, just like Michael Jackson. I just don't like the Lakers like that, man. That's all. And that's not because I'm a Nuggets fan. Well, it's, it's just, okay, but stop man. being biased, Dez. Stop I'm being not, biased. LeBron, LeBron is old, man. man. next topic. Next topic. Man. Next topic. Um, the other player Let's get, get out of here, other... man. If anyone here is biased, it's Freddie. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Freddie, moving on. You Jonathan, I'm the moderator. You not. I go when I get ready to go. You don't go when we ready to go. Now I'm ready to go. Next topic. Next game. The first game of the night yesterday was the Miami Heat versus the Atlanta Hawks. Pretty much, pretty much a lot of us had the Miami Heat winning last night, but man, did we get surprised. The Atlanta Hawks pulled it off 116 to 105. Trey Young uh, went for 25, 7, and 8. DeJounte Murray, 18, 6, and 5. But to me, it's really more about their bench and more about their bigs. Than anything, um, hey, hey, and I gotta give credit to Dez. Dez said this last night, and Gene came on here and killed him. Dez mentioned by Kyle Lowry having a big game, and did he? Did he have? Hey, this was a vintage Kyle Lowry game, thirty-three, five, and four. I mean, he was just—he looked like the old Kyle Lowry with Jimmy Butler putting up twenty-one, nine, and four. Um, and when I look at it, is that you know. Atlanta was aggressive on the boards. I look at Bam, he only had nine rebounds. That's not enough. When the Clint Capella's pulling down 21 rebounds, um, you, need, you needed more Bam than anything to me. I think more Bam would have been more impactful than Kyle Lowry, in my opinion. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, because, I mean, you have to protect their interior. They, they couldn't protect it. They couldn't create extra possessions um, to take away from the Hawks. I um, mean, this is the this is one of the games that we just did not um, see from the Hawks through throughout the year. A grit and grind game like that, a balanced, more balanced game. Um, but more credit to them. And I'm gonna tell you, I really think you know the I think the organization putting out those trade rumors about Trey Young might have sp- sparked a little fire because uh, we've seen you know things happen where people spark fires to their team to their player, then they play the right way. But I think that the Hawks team want to do anything. They have to play like that. They have to get their bigs involved. They have to play aggressive. Um, but, um, Coach, what was your reaction to um, the game last night? I mean, I'm so disappointed and distraught about how Miami played last night. Uh, got to give credit to Atlanta. Um, they uh, Miami was actually – they got destroyed on the boards. And Bam Adebayo, I mean, getting pushed around. I mean, Miami just getting pushed around. Uh, Bam Adebayo got outplayed by Clint Capella. I mean, he got outplayed by him. There's no offense, but no excuses. He got outplayed by Clint Capella. Clint Capella was always a, a great rebounder. Even when he was in Houston, played above the rim. Not a guy that's going to need the ball to be effective. Uh, he outplayed Bam Adebayo uh, last night. Uh, Trey Young, Trey Young was sharing the ball a lot more. Really was impressed. I know he, they didn't shoot well from the field, but a lot of guys uh, chipped in. And Trey Young allowed that to happen by – being a willing passer, giving up the ball, 
Jadante Murray was big in the fourth quarter, two big shots, uh, one over Jimmy Butler and one over Bam off, off the glass. Uh, the, the dude that I was saying, I, I believe I mentioned his name yesterday, and I said he was the most underrated, the most underrated pickup at the trade deadline, Sadiq Bay. Stepped up, had 17, over 17 points. A lot of people didn't watch the guy because the dude was in Detroit. And Detroit was so so uh, during bad this year. But the dude was a, a plus for Detroit. Gives you three-point shooting, gives you great defense. Uh, he he can uh, He's a great slash into the rim. You saw a lot of that last night. Uh, everybody chipped in for uh, Atlanta. John Collins, offensive rebound, uh, got the rebound, uh, passed the City Bay on a, a two-handed slam dunk. That was a great save going out of bounds, by the way. But – I just thought, uh, I just thought uh, Miami just got their ass kicked. I just got thought they got uh, destroyed last night, and I thought Miami uh, wasn't prepared to play. And you know, forty-one to forty-one team who's been inconsistent all year. And you got to give credit to Quinn Snyder. Um, they came out to play. The defense came out to play. Just got to give credit to Atlanta. There's no excuses. I'm very uh, uh, disappointed in Miami. That game kind of hurt me last night because it's not the Miami team I'm used to seeing. I'm used to seeing great defense. Great rebounding, and I'm used to seeing uh every I'm seeing I'm used to seeing a lot of I'm used to uh seeing a lot of uh toughness and physicality. And you know, uh Atlanta was the more physicality team last night. They had 63 rebounds, they had uh 22 offensive board, they just straight pounded them, TKO'd them on the boards, and they also moved the ball pretty well. They had 26 assists. When you have over 26, 27 assists, that means you're moving the ball. You're sharing the ball, and you just got to give more credit to Atlanta, man. They wanted it more. They came out. They were more physical. They beat uh, Miami up on the boards, and Clint Capella just out, just destroyed Bam out of bio. That's all, you know, that's all you can just just say. You just got to uh, uh, give them credit, and, you know, let's hope for the best against Boston. Jory, I want to give you the public apology. I've let Dez, I let Jonathan make me put them in their place so we didn't get too much of you. So I'm gonna let you have the have the floor on this one, Jonathan. I still love you, but you know I gotta put you in your place every <laughs> once in a while. And Dez is learning that. Um, <laughs> Dez is learning that real quick, fast in a hurry. I don't know why it seems like I'm picking on Dez. I'm not, but Dez come at me. So and Coach Dante knows I don't let nobody just come at me without me getting my back. So I um, told you what he was doing, Dez. Told you what he was going. What he was- all right, what was your reaction to that game? Like my yeah. first reaction to the Miami Atlanta game is that game was a lot closer than it should have been. They should have lost by 40 because they got out rebounded by 20. You don't do that and expect to win the game. And as good as points wise Kyle Lowry looked, he also reverted back to Toronto Kyle Lowry as well. And then if I'm Miami, I'm wondering if. Jimmy Butler gonna come back. Cause what what was that? I mean, that they got ran off the they got ran off the court from a team that wasn't necessarily shooting the ball very well, but because they were going to get the boards and they were creating those opportunities to score, Miami had no answers and they couldn't stop it. So they got some holes to, to fill on, on defense. But as far as Atlanta's concerned, I actually was pretty happy about what I saw from them last night. It's going to take more of a team effort. I feel like once Trey Young can actually start passing the ball more, trusting people around him, 
that team will be more consistent. But I don't know what was going on in the early in earlier in the earlier in the season with Macmillan and Trey Young and all of that other stuff. But maybe the trade rumors was the fire that kind of lit up under Trey Young's belt, uh, but to, to say the least. <laughs> Boy, there's old Frankie. <laughs> the Frank is coming at you now. Ooh, man. Um, Dez, well, I'll let you go. I'll let you out of timeout. You can go, buddy. Hey, uh, there's a lot of Laker fans up in here, but um, <laughs> um, I got agree with you. There's Jordan. a lot of them in the world. What are you talking about? We rule the world. <laughs> what are you talking about? We rule the world, bro. Uh, outside of Jonathan, his Clipper love, we, we rule the world. <laughs> it's all love, though. It's all love. Um, I got to give credit where it's due. Uh, like Jordan said, when you get out rebounded by 20, and you're a team that is known for toughness and physicality. You come out soft, and you play soft. And like we said yesterday, teams that have nothing to lose are one of the more scariest teams. You know, uh, Minnesota, they came out blazing yesterday. They fought hard but came up short. Atlanta, I was kind of shocked because when we talked about it yesterday, they didn't have the shooting. Trey Young was being really selfish. And you've seen it last night. They're young, but they care. They care, and they fought. I mean, Javante uh, Murray, uh, you had uh, Trey Young, you had Clint Capella, and even Javante Murray said something about to ESPN right after. He clapped back, you know, saying like, hey, we're here, you know. So, I mean, you got to give credit to the Hawks. Miami, looking forward, they got to win this next playing game, um, and they definitely got to turn the switch on. You can't just have Kyle Lowry be scoring 33 points and expect to win a game when your guy, Bam Adebayo, only gets 10 points, nine rebounds. Um, and that, that's not going to that's not gonna win basketball games. You are a bigger guy than Clint Capella. You got to be more physical than that. So um, I know Eric Spolster are going to get that team right. They're going to get the win. And uh, they're going to make whoever they play in the playoffs a tough series to play. And, Mo, that, that uh, NBA Cypher was a good episode. Appreciate that, man. All right, Mo. I, I think everybody went over what was the key to the game. Um, Atlanta just bully balled them throughout the game. 63 to 39 on the on the boards, the second chance points. I thought they beat them in the 50-50 balls. I thought Clinton Capella set the tone for the whole game. He just outworked Bam. Bam is an all-star caliber player. And I always thought Bam's advantage over most centers is he's quicker, he's more agile than most bigs. He didn't show any quickness. He didn't show any kind of physicality. He he looked like he was ready to quit, and he just gave in like you can lose, you can lose, but it's how you lose. I was disappointed in Bam, but not more than I was disappointed in Jimmy Butler. I, I just thought, where's you that Jimmy Butler? Yep. You can have you can have a bad shooting night, but I didn't see that Jimmy Buckets that was attacking the basket, getting to the free throw line 10, 11 times a game. I just thought both of those guys, they're known for doing more than enough. They're known for doing the extra. I thought they were both passive, and I think it cost their team. And, and, and look, give Quinn Snyder credit. He looked at Miami's roster, looked at their starting five, and said, they play a center and four guards. We're going to eat them up on the boards. Remember, Bam's the biggest guy. And Bam's only like 6'8", 6'9". He's not a seven-footer. But everybody else out on the floor, Jimmy Buckets basically was the power forward. They don't play with bigs. They play with a big and four guards, and it hurt them last night. So... Mo brought up a great question about Jimmy. Brought up a great point about um, Jimmy Butler. He struggled, and then really, he the impact was not really on this game. 
Should it, is it time the Heat should move on for Jimmy Butler or should Jimmy Butler request a trade? Uh, I'm going to answer that. I, I say no. I think Jimmy Butler fits that Miami culture. I really do. When you're talking about a franchise with a bunch of dogs, um, that's Miami. Um, with Spo, with um, Pat Riley and those guys. that You know, they just have got it wrong these last couple of years, especially in the point guard position. They've gotten it wrong. And even though Kyle Lowry had a good game yesterday, but they've been needing him to be Kyle Lowry of old for a long time, and they just haven't gotten it from him. Um, so I, I just believe, you know, they just need to retool the roster. Um, if I was them, I would definitely try to pursue a Kyrie Irving. Uh, I know they had to clear some cap space, but if you can get a Kyrie Irving to go down to South Beach, uh, that's definitely a great piece. Trey Young's been in the trade rumors. I just think they need a point guard that can create their own offense and get others involved. Um, and I believe, you know, Bam is going to be Bam. I expect him to be a lot better, but they also need to um, – no, I agree, Kyle. They'll definitely be a playing team going forward, but they need to make adjustments on that roster um, and get and bulk up some size as well. Um, see, that you know, that, that that's what I would like to see out of Miami. Uh, I don't think you get rid of Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jimmy Butler should leave. Do anybody disagree on that? No, I think I, you. I think you build around Jimmy Butler. I think you You, you got to retool. You got to retool. That's all you got to do. You got to retool. <laughs> you got to bring in some fresh bodies. Uh, bring in a point guard, like you said, maybe uh, a, a Kyrie Irving or somebody of that nature, or um, even Russ Westbrook. And, and I think he'd be good right. at him. No, I, mm, uh-uh. I, uh, I don't know about that. No, I, like no I don't like that move. I, I think that's gonna make Jimmy Butler want to leave. That's gonna make dry everybody out. Out. Yep. Well, you guys, we gotta give him a little love. Uh, I like Russ, him. he's a great player, but I don't think he. I, I just don't think that's the type of person you want on Miami. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the type of person. No, I, I, I can see. I, I can see that. him and Jimmy uh, bumping heads for real. I think what Miami needs is like Freddie said. If it's that a point guard, then they need it. They need a wing another wing that can create off the dribble and drop 20 a night. They they need some versatility on the perimeter. Look, this this league now, as great as Embiid, Giannis, Joker, and some of the other bigs are, it's still one outside in. It's still one outside in. It's still dominated by perimeter players. And the only really gifted perimeter player they have, Hero's pretty good, but Jimmy Butler's the only guy that's playoff proven over and over again. I think they need a, a younger wing to come in there and take some of that pressure off of Jimmy, at least during the regular season. So he's a hundred percent going into the postseason. Jimmy Butler's at his best in the postseason. I, I, I don't know what Pat Riley can do because I don't think they have a lot of tradable assets and I don't think they have a lot of cap space. They're, they're going to have to make a sacrifice um, to actually get better. You know what I mean? Like That's the they're gonna have to make a sacrifice to get better. Some somebody that that they they're thinking about keeping, they're probably gonna have to end up letting go. If you're tra- if you're trying to keep Jimmy Butler, in a perfect world you keep him and Bam, but Bam is the only guy that has a lot of value as a tradable asset. If you're gonna keep Jimmy Butler, that's I what I said. I think for Miami, I think you keep uh, Bam and Jimmy. I think they off the table. For me, they will be off the table. Everybody else is an open book. Everybody else is going to – Tyler Hero, they, they gave him a contract, so you know he's going to be there. They gave him a contract, so you know he's no going to be there. 
everybody else is off, everybody else on the table. I think they need to rejuvenate the point guard situation. Uh, and I think they do need a uh, they do need a uh, wing that can play defense because if you know Pat Riley for years, he breathes off toughness and hard playing and hard defense. And if you don't, you're not a, none of that. If you're not uh, going to do none of that, you're not going to play for Pat Riley. So I think they they do need a revamp at the point guard situation, and I think they do need another wing. But I think outside of Hero and uh, Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, uh, like Fred said, I think everybody else is safe. Everybody else, everybody but, else is open but, but but this is this is the point I'm trying to bring. I understand. See, by bringing in a West <clears throat> a Westbrook, he he won't cost much. He'll be cheap because Russ isn't getting another big contract in the NBA. I don't see not not like he's accustomed to. So I, I think you can get him for cheap. Um, he's a guy that's going to help push that pace. He's another dog. Hey, and he's going to make sure Bam get the ball. He's going to set Bam up in a position, and he's a guy that can attack the paint. I mean, why not try? I mean, you have Kyle Lowry just standing out there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it don't hurt to try. I, be- I believe Russ can still – because, I mean, you watch him with his Clippers team, he still brings them – he brings them another funk that this team was missing. Um, they was missing um, somebody to help push their pace, and I believe, you know, he can be that guy running in transition for Miami, pushing the ball – um, getting Jimmy, helping Jimmy Butler get create easier shots, and we've seen Russ make you know other guys have their greatest offensive seasons, uh, you know that they have in their career. There, we've seen it with Kevin Durant, we've seen it with Paul George, we've seen it with Bradley Beal. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think that's a bad option in my opinion. I just, I really don't. Especially we've seen Russ these last couple of years shown that he's coachable. That he's, he, you know, he don't mind being, you know, coming off the bench and stuff like that. It, it really does come down to fit. I think Russ could go to Miami, but I don't think they, I don't think they would bring him there as a starter. And if, if, I mean, he's been good. He was good with that with the Lakers, more or less. He's been a starter with the Clippers. So that's different. I, I would say this, depending on how the Clippers, how their season plays out, if, if they go on a deep run, I think they're going to go out of their way to try to bring Russ back because he has made a difference for them. No, I agree. Um, let's go to the first round, the Hawks and um, Boston. I'm going to tell y'all. Oof. I have Boston winning easily, but Boston don't need to take this team lightly. Handle your business. Get the rest. Go, Jason. I, I believe, Jay, we're going to see the best version of Jason Tatum um, start this Saturday. I really do, because I, I believe that him losing in the finals last year left a bad taste in his mouth. Um, and I believe I, I would I would be surprised if he don't just come out and say, okay, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna be the best player in these been these playoffs. Um this, you know, this team is deep. Um from the point guard position, um, they're deep. Uh, you know, they have from the front, the front court is deep, uh, for Williams, Al Horford. You know, in the crew, um, you know, you still have Williams as, uh, as a point as a power forward. Uh, Jalen Brown, we've seen him, you know, be that two-way player that uh, on an all-star level. Um, you know, Marcus Smart's there. So, I mean, they, they have, they're they the better team. They're the better to complete team defensive-wise and offensive-wise and size-wise. So, this should really be just a cakewalk. Jonathan, do you agree? Yes, I agree 100%. The Boston Celtics, and I've been saying this all year, they are the deepest team in the NBA. They have so much depth. 
they have players that can come off the bench, ignite an offensive spark. They got guys that can defend really well. I believe they rank third in the NBA among defense. Uh, so they are a great defensive team. And I think you're right. I think Jason Tatum, you know, um, is looking to get back to the finals. I, I think this team can get back to the finals. They're the favorites to come out of the East. I know you got the Milwaukee Bucks, but I, I really like this Boston team. I think this Boston team is really good. Now the Hawks, they're not going to be a pushover. Don't expect them to be. They're well coached now. Quinn Snyder has come in. He has redirected the culture of that franchise, kind of reshaped the culture a bit, uh, got those guys ready to play. There's a different spirit in that locker room now. So this series will be a long series. I think the Hawks will fight very, very hard. They showed yesterday their, their, their ability to fight. And I like the way they game plan yesterday. They, they came out with a great game plan and it, it worked uh, wonderfully. And they showed that they can make it tough for any team. They could dominate the boards and all that stuff. But I still think the Celtics are the team that's much better. They're more complete, like you said, and I just think it will probably end in six games. I think this is a six-game series. Jonathan, what do you see? What do you? Th- what do you? Re- how do you react to uh, Frankie's comment on the screen? No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I do like Quinn Snyder, though. I do like Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder is one of my favorite NBA coaches. I think he's done a terrific job. He has a long streak of of playoff appearances, uh, a great guy. And, and it has shown since his time uh, and since he's been there, his arrival in Atlanta. Des, I'm going to give a question for you too. Frankie, Frankie, no, he could be doing some trolling, man. But it's all love. It's all love. Hey, it's all it's love. It's all love. It's all, love. It's all, it's all love. It, it's Russell Wilson, man. They did. Uh, they were doing an offseason lifting yesterday. They started yesterday for the Broncos, but um. I agree with both you guys. Everybody's take right now. I think Boston is a stronger team. They have Derek White, Brogdon, that brings you some defense and off offensive versatility. Um, you know, and you got Jason Tatum that I think he, he had that bad taste in his mouth with the finals loss. So I mean he's come with a vengeance. I mean, he's definitely in his he's just definitely attacking this year. That's what I like about him. He's aggressive. He can pass the ball. Um they have Jalen Brown. They have their core, you know. So and they all have that playoff experience with that deep run that they did. So I mean I say the Boston at least in five games or six, but Atlanta, you gotta give credit where it's due. Um, they're gonna come man, out and fight. At least man, you and Jonathan is being way too nice to this Hawks team. I, I'm just saying six games, to- Jonathan, five or six. This is gonna be a sweep, bro. I, no, no, at least one game Atlanta wins to make it. A I don't see them winning no game. I'm sorry because you think about it. If you got nothing losing, you playing with house money, bro, right? This is a championship yeah, when you caliber house team. Money, man, you you know the pressure is not on your shoulders, so you Mo Coach, you know, am I the only person that thinks it's gonna be a sweep? Nah, I, I think it's five games. I said five games. I think they, I think they, I think they might get five, but I, if you no, ask me, all things being even, it wouldn't shock me if the Celtics. Uh, it wouldn't shock. Like I, it wouldn't, it's not a shocking at all if they get a sweep. But I yeah. think this off team is good enough for one game on, on their home court. I think it's good enough for. Oh, coach, he said he coming for you soon. <laughs> hey, hey, you can tell you won't. Hey, guess what? Hey, hey, I won't pay you no mind. So hey, <laughs> go ahead. Go hey, ahead. Let me hey, talk 
Hey, Frankie, I will say it is hard to get in a coach skin. I've tried. It, it might be some sloppy games in this series, though, because both of these teams are good at forcing turnovers. If it's but, sloppy, that bodes well for the Hawks. If it's not sloppy, they're getting blown out. Like, Tatum can have a bad game. And it and and but the, but he's got Brown. He's got what Jimmy Butler doesn't have. He's got Brown who can drop thirty. He's got Brogdon who can give you twenty. Derek White for fifteen. Like they've got more scoring options. They've got multiple guys that can take you off the dribble and create for themselves. I'll tell you right now, this Boston team, they've got at least three, maybe four guys, but at least three guys that are going to be all NBA defense. So they, they're they're I think they're third or fourth in defense, and they're like second or third in offense. They're the most balanced team in the NBA. And they are the most balanced team in the NBA. And, and, if they, and if they win the turnover battle, I will say this. If they win the turnover battle, they will gain control of this series. And let's not forget, when it comes to three-point shooting, they have Al Horford, who's like number two in the NBA shooting percentage. Like, I don't see them winning a the game. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. Um, dang, he called you an elder, Mo. <laughs> what? He said he respects. I guess that's a compliment. Uh, Jory. I'm good. Hey, Jory, what's your what's your reaction? I mean, I still think – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a sweat series. I wouldn't be surprised five-game series. I, again, wouldn't be surprised if it was a six-game series. I know it's not going to seven because Atlanta's not stacked enough for that. They're not talented enough for that. Boston is loaded. Like – Everybody else said they're probably trying to get back to the finals this year. Atlanta's just not ready. But if it do happen, um, stay off the roads, like traffic to be a little light because y'all can't drive down here. But still, I think the Hawks, they could win a game. They could get everything clicking. But for them to get to win a game like they did the, the Miami game, everything would have to be clicking. Boston, they don't need everybody to be clicking. They they have depth that they can shoot you off the they can shoot you off the floor. They can defend you so you can't shoot. And it's not all on one or two people. <laughs> but I have I have Celtics and five. Well, I'm 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 not gonna tap dance. So I got I got Boston and four. Show me that you're a championship team. They a championship team for a reason, you guys. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, they have defense, they have offense, they have size, they have everything in the they have everything that you need. Uh, I mean, I'm just sorry. I just man, hey, just let y'all know. No, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Um, but yeah, I I I I just don't see Boston losing the game. I just I just can't see that. I'm just I'm just I'm just being honest. I just and I would be surprised if they lose a game. And I would probably think of them differently. Not gonna lie, but what, what, what? You know what? This, I think this is plotting to be one of the best storylines in NBA history. I really do, and I'm surprised nobody's seen this. I believe we're gonna have our first Laker and Boston so, Finals. And who's gonna say that in a while? Could, would that be amazing? Would that be amazing? For the NBA, Lakers, Celtics, NBA Finals. Woo! Man. So you got mm. the Lakers going all the way to the front. Look, look at I'm, like, I'm looking Jory, at Jory, did I stutter? Did I stutter, Jory? Did I stutter? <laughs> hey, I'm, looking at, 
I'll say what I say. I'm looking at Jonathan reaction. Well, I know he think his Clippers gonna go there. I'm not saying that. But I mean, Lakers and Boston, seven game series. And y'all, y'all I don't have to, no comment after that. Yeah, y'all, y'all want me to finish the story? Keep dreaming. LeBron James, top of the key three to win it. I love your aspirations. Oh, oh. And then you know what he's going to say? AD want his respect. Darvin Ham want his respect. Jeannie want his respect. And I want my damn respect. Oh, y'all do. That was a powerful speech. I love it. I love it. But I didn't love that. You didn't love I'm going to remember this moment right here, Freddie. I'm going to remember this moment. You, 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 didn't, you didn't love that moment? Nah, I mean, I feel like when he said that, he was fishing for respect, and he didn't have to. He already had respect. He, 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 his, his career, his resume, he already got, he got, he got respect. He already got. Well, well this thing is that, that year, was probably the most delusional statement I ever heard on this show. What, 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 what statement? The statement you just made. And which one is that? You know what you said, Freddie. I, I ain't going into it. Let's move on. I said a lot. But, Mo, the reason why he said that is because that, that was the year that people were saying he was washed, the wash king and all that. And he was he came out there that year with something to prove. Like, okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not leaving until you. I'm ready to leave. Um, Kyle, don't act like you don't want to see no Lakers in Boston Finals. Don't act like you don't want to. Oh, I know why. You, you just like Dez because you're afraid that we'll beat y'all. Um Hey, well, hey Freddie, you was right there. You was right there in that bed behind you, uh, sleeping and drooling and uh, dreaming about that. Uh, you was right there in that bed behind you, huh? I'm just saying the reality is, it looks like it's turning into a reality. I'm just saying. Lord, I, I'm gonna tell you, you Freddie. Help you, Freddie. I'm gonna tell you what I really would like, though. What if it's Philadelphia? We're playing against Gene's team. We'd be. Oh, Gene would be so hurt. Gene would be so hurt. Oh. <laughs> I kind of really want that one. Yeah, I don't think you said Philly in the finals. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. They ain't gonna make it to the finals. Hey, but if that happened, you know how a hey, man Gene would have a heart attack. He would like legit, legitimate have a heart attack. That ain't happening. Then, then he, then he got nothing to worry about. His health is not in jeopardy. He's good. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um. Oh, so breaking news: ESPN confirms NBA sent memo to staff to reduce expenses, limiting hiring for the rest of the physical year due to economic um, constraints. So what? The well, NBA, don't nobody want to watch the refs be terrible all game. So I get that. The NBA sent a memo to staff to reduce expenses. Limits hiring for the rest of physical year due to economic constraints. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll read the whole article. And then I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it a little more on the show tomorrow. Um, let's go down there to the big New Orleans, the big New Orleans down there with Zion Williamson, oh, who's been the number one pick. But we can we have not been able to see in big street moments. Um, yeah, talking about street clothes. He's the, he, hey, he's the captain of the street clothes captain camp right now. I Will we ever see Zion play a full season in New Orleans? And Jonathan, just by the face, 
I want you to go first. You know, I'm not really sure. It, it remains to be seen. It, it's kind of unknown right now. I think the bigger question is, can he get healthy? I think that's the bigger question before we go on to say if he's ever going to play a game again or play a full season. And in order to get healthy, I've been saying this for a long time, too. I feel like he's going to have to drop some pounds. He's going to have to lose some weight. And I know that's difficult being in a city like New Orleans when you got all that good Cajun food, you got all that good seafood. <laughs> but you got to drop some pounds, for real, dude. You, you're going to have to condition your body a lot differently. I would like to see him play because it's a real shame. Uh, and we kind of talked about this the other morning. Mo, Mo made a great point about it. Um, this guy has to be well conditioned. He says he physically feels good. I read the article yesterday that he says he physically feels good. Uh, but feeling good is one thing and being out on the floor is another. So, I mean, hopefully the New Orleans Pelicans get him back soon because they want this guy to be a cornerstone player, right? This is a guy that you like to build around if you can. He's part of your future. Uh, he's a big part of your franchise and you want you need him on the floor uh, to be around the other players because you got a great young core over there in New Orleans. And I would hate to see his talent go to waste. You got Alvarado. Uh, who's out with Andrea as well. You, you got uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, former Laker. Uh, you got guys that can play on that team. You got the veterans, the, the veteran CJ McCollum, uh, who changed the culture in that locker room and, and made a huge difference since he got in there. So, I mean, there's players on this New Orleans team. They, they, can, they can ball, but they need everyone to be healthy and they need Zion Williamson to come back stronger and better than ever. Um, but to answer your question, um, I think I think it's important that he gets healthy first and play at least a game so we can kind of evaluate him and go from there and see if he can play a full season. And that would be the hope for the New Orleans Pelicans moving forward. All right, coach. Uh, no, I don't think he will ever be healthy. Like Jonathan said, waiting, waiting 280 pounds. God damn, man. That, you're almost 300 pounds. You're almost an uh, offensive lineman in the NFL. Uh, waiting, uh, waiting that much. Uh, and that's all that, uh, New Orleans, uh, gumbo too. That's all that New Orleans gumbo that he, uh, been eating up over there. So, uh, I believe his weight not gonna allow him to sustain. I believe he will, when he plays, he will also, he will be a 20 and 10 guy, but he would never be a, have enough. Uh, his body will always uh, hold him down. He would never be healthy, and it'd be just like it'd be like hamstring injuries. It don't be like it don't seem when he injures himself. It don't seem like it's a serious that serious of an injury. But I believe because he's too kind of overweighted a little bit, the injury lat uh, takes more of a wear and tear, and it takes longer to heal because how big he how big he is. So. Again, they be just like hamstring, finger injuries, hand injuries. These be injuries that these be these be uh it's it's some it's some mind kind of like a little minor injury, but I believe his weight carries on a lot. So I don't think you would never see Zion play in the NBA. I think he's gonna be a productive player as long as he plays, but you would never see him have a full season. Jory. I agree with well, no, because from the three how how long he's been in years? Three years? He's been in the league for about three to four years. He ain't been healthy since college. At least three. At least three. And he's been injured all three years. He was injured at Duke. And the Pelicans drafted him knowing that he has a tendency to get injured. Not like 
like with Coach Shade, it's not like broken stuff. He's pulling hamstrings. He's pulling the groin. It's his finger, and it's taking months to recover. One, that is because of his weight. That's a lot of weight coming down on those knees and his feet. So they, those nagging injuries are going to happen. He's probably never going to be a 70-per-year player. But because what we saw this year, 29 games he did play, we saw a whole lot of talent. We saw a lot of potential. We saw dominance from him in those 29 games. But the, the season is 82. That's less than half a season. So I don't think, and if I'm New Orleans, him like, what's going, really going on? Because then he said his mental, well, give him some resources, make sure he gets his mental together. But at the same time, he's got to prepare himself. He knows he's heavy. He knows what he weighs. He knows that he needs to be playing less than 250, at less than 250, those knees. Already had surgeries on. So with Zion, is, he's with himself. But he won't be staying healthy. I don't think he's going to stay healthy in this league at all. All right, Dev. Uh, reaction, do you ever think um, Zion would be the promising number one pick that we all thought he would be at one point? Um, there's hope, you know. That's one where I can say it. there's hope. Um, but like Jordan touched on, I mean, ever since he's been in the league, he's been hurt. Um, I think the last time we talked about this with Mo and Coach on the show, it reminds me of Greg Oden. Great player, great upside, but always can't be, stay healthy. Um, he's supposed to be the face of the franchise, and your team – is made the the play in without you. You know, you only play 29 games. And honestly, it's the player. The player needs it's it's the want. It's the why. What's your why, right? If you want to be this player and you and you're the face of the franchise and you've known, hey, I got injury history. And the Pelicans know that. They know him when they drafted him that he has injury history. But when you're having injuries like a, a groin, a finger, and stuff like that, and you're having guys like LeBron James playing with a a, a tendon, right? And and still willing his team into uh, playoff contention and winning last night, you can see what they can we can do. It's just maturity, in my opinion. He needs to mature. This reminds me too of Ben Simmons, you know, before the trade and after the trade. Really not effective player, promising upside. So my biggest thing is the want. You got to be able to be healthy for your team. So and it's the weight. So it's the want. He needs to get back healthy. He says he feels great, but he wants to feel like the Zion that he used to be. Which to me is it's the playoffs, man. You can't just sit when you know your team's desperate for a win, desperate in the play-in, and, and you have a chance to do something special. Um, so I think next year, this is, I think this is what? Is it a four-year contract, Coach? So, I mean, next year is contract year, you know? And and um, that is, that's going to be a, a big storyline. He just got paid. He just got paid. He just got paid. Mm -hmm. he, he just got paid? No, he just got paid. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm the organization, too, you got to look at the organization. I think the organization – and he's looking at this and say, hey, Zon, we've been having this issue. What's, what's the problem here? But I think it's the one. I think the player wants it, and the player's hungry for it. He'll do it. All right, Mo, want to wrap us up with this one? Sure. Um, everybody's covered basically what I was thinking. Sure, we all can acknowledge Zion needs to lose weight. He needs to be better conditioned. And, and we're talking about a guy that's about 280, 285 with explosive leaping ability. Um, 
when he has the ball in his hands, he doesn't move like a 285 pound man. He's very quick, very agile, but I think the body is not meant to take that kind of torque from that kind of weight. We've never seen a perimeter player other than LeBron and LeBron's never been that big as big as LeBron is. He's never been that big. This guy's 285. Like Coach said, that's a lineman. Um, and, and you're exploding like that. His injuries are non-contact injuries. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, if you were the Pelicans, and they said, well, Zion's going to give us 60 games a year for the next five years, they take that. The only problem is I don't think he's going to give you 60 games for the next five years. You've got B.I., Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Grand Theft Alvarado, Valanciunas, CJ, and you're waiting on this guy. Like this team right now, they're ready to roll. They're missing a piece, and it's a piece that can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. If it were me and I were in management, I would highly consider moving him because his his value is still through the roof because he still has potential next to his name. With the team that you have already, I've just named three wings, proven veteran, up-and-coming point guard. You could, you could get back a haul. I mean, we already saw what Danny Ainge got back for Rudy Gobert. I'm just saying most people would think it's unthinkable. Knowing what we know about him going forward, unless suddenly he's going to be weighing 245, 250, the, the talent is there. We've seen what he can do when he plays. The problem is he's not going to play 60 games ever. Mm. I'd move off of Zion if I were New Orleans. All right, real quick, Des. Um, we'll wrap it show up with this last topic. Um, final the play-ins games tonight. We have Chicago versus Toronto and OKC versus the Pelicans. Who you have tonight? This uh, time you want to be no bias because nobody to play Denver. So you, can go. <laughs> you said who's who's Toronto playing tonight? Chicago. Well, uh, is it in Chicago or Toronto? It's in Toronto. I give it to Toronto on this one. I'm going with I'm going with them. I go with them. Um, I think the the home team has the advantage. Um, it's def- it's definitely these play in games. So I go with Toronto, and then the other game. What was the other one? The Pelicans and who is who's the other one? Okay, so. and it's in uh New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one right there. Because OKC is is hungry, man. They're hungry and they've been scrappy and they're physical. I have to give it to uh I'll give it to the Pelicans, home team. Home team, I think the home team has the advantage. And like you said before, Brandon Ingram's on a tear right now. He's on a tear. Um, he plays aggressive, scrappy. Is uh, Alvarado playing or is he still out? Does anybody know? No, he's still out. He's still out. Um, I think they get the win. I think they they want that eight seed. I think they want that match. I mean, they got to play the Lakers, right? If they win this game, the winner of this, uh, the winner of this, uh, game, the winner play of this the Nuggets, they're they gonna come, they gonna come up there and beat your Nuggets. <laughs> Hey, honestly, I, hey, I, I think I say the Pelicans win the game and Toronto wins it. Uh, both young, physical teams, both at home. I'm going with the home teams. But, I mean, Denver's ready for whoever we have to play. No, the winner of the game play Minnesota. The winner of this game play Minnesota. Oh, play and the, we play Minnesota. And then, the, and then the loser. The loser goes home. The loser go home. Oh. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. I can't see. Ooh. Man, 
Who would y'all really? Oh, okay. I hate to change the subject, but who would y'all want to play the Nuggets play? Who do you think have a better chance of beating the Nuggets out of the remaining teams? The Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are a better matchup. I think the Pelicans can uh, extend the series to uh, seven games. I think that that's tough of a matchup to, uh, for Denver. I think Pelicans. they're a dangerous team, and I think uh, this year long, Denver we have struggled against the Pelicans. We 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 have. I, I admit to that. We have struggled against them. Um, Come on, I, New Orleans, knock them out, knock them out of the park for me, New Orleans. Or uh, who you got tonight, Jonathan? Man, um, both. The Bulls and the Raptors are confusing. They're they're both confusing. Uh, this is gonna be a toe-to-toe matchup. But if I have to pick a team, I think the Raptors are the team that's gonna come out on top. The Raptors aren't a good matchup for the Bulls because they have the length, they have athleticism and defensive activity that can cause headaches for the Bulls. So I'm gonna go with Toronto. Uh, to beat the Bulls and knock them out. And then um, for the second game, it's the Pelicans and OKC, right? Um, I like OKC. I mean, they're an up-and-coming team. They have star- They have a star-studded uh, backcourt. I really like that backcourt. I always praise that backcourt of theirs. I like I like Shea and I like um, uh, Josh Giddy. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the Pelicans. I think they're more experienced. Um They've been in the playoffs before. They were in the playoffs a year ago and lost to the Phoenix Suns. So I, I like I like the Pelicans, even though they're without Zion Williamson. I still think they got enough weapons to get the job done. So I got the Pelicans and the Raptors. All right, uh, Mo. The, sh- the Bulls and the Raptors are both confusing teams. I, um, I, I don't understand why they're as bad as they are. When you look at that Raptors roster, Scotty Barnes, OG Anubi, and Siakam across your front court. Then you've got Van Vliet in the backcourt, uh, Gary, uh, Gary Trent Jr., Chris Bocher. They, they have talent, and yet they're just an underachieving team. And I, I don't know if they've turned, they've tuned out Nick Nurse or they're a bunch of guys that have um, different agendas because the talent is there. As far as the Bulls go, I really think the loss of Lonzo Ball has just kind of like fractures this team a little bit because they they needed a pure point guard to run that show and they don't have it. I'm going to take the Raptors because they're just the more talented, deeper team. In the other matchup, I just gave you all the reasons why the Pelicans are ready to go, but I'm going to be consistent. I like the upset. I like Shea and his crew. Even though the, the Pelicans are a better matchup, I think Shea's a bad matchup. For the Pelicans. So I'm going to go with OKC to beat the Pelicans. Mm. All right, Jory. Well, when you look at it was Bulls and Raptors, you're taking the lesser of two evils at this point because they're both pretty not that good. I'm not trying to say trash, but they're not that good. But I'd have the Raptors because of they – well, the Raptors to the Raptors have more experience, so the, I feel like they'll have the upper hand in that matchup. And as far as Pelicans and OKC, I really do like o- OKC. I like their I like their youth. I like what they've been able to do, how they've been able to scrap all season. But this is not the scrap. This is not the time to scrap. I feel like the Pelicans would. They have more experience in playoff games. 
or winning go-home games. That's why I'm taking the Pelicans. But I would not be surprised if Oklahoma City upset them. You know what player is going to be the X factor, Coach? C.J. McCollum. That's the X factor right there. If he gets hot and starts shooting, it's, it's not going to be a game. Mm-mm. Coach, take us home. So I'm with my boy Mo. He ain't he ain't by himself with the OKC Thunder. I got the OKC Thunder with the upset tonight. But again, the Pelicans are a better matchup for the Denver Nuggets. They are a better matchup for them. I think the series again. I think that series can go seven. Can go seven. Uh, Brandon Ingram presents a lot of problems for Jokic, them, and McCullum. That dude can score with his uh, eyes closed. He can score with his eyes closed. But at that, the key for the Pelicans, uh, the key for the Pelicans, you know, we we all rely. They rely on Shea Gilders Alexander. But uh, Trey Man coming off the bench, instant offense gives you great shooting off of the bench. Uh, J Dub, aka Jalen Williams, because they got two Jalen Williams, got two Jalen Williams on that team. J Dub can score. J Dub can score. He's a shooter. He's an athlete. Um, he can also rebound. And Lugans Dort is a three and D guy. He's improved. He's an improved three point shooter. I like the compelling. I like the. Uh, I like the okay. OKC Thunder in this game on the road, and I don't think there's nobody that can match up with Shea Gilgis Alexander right now. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh Mo and I'm gonna take the OKC Thunder, but I do think the Pelicans are a better matchup for his playoff seeding wise with the uh Denver Nuggets for the uh Bulls uh game. I'm gonna go with the Raptors. I think the Raptors are better talented overall. Uh Fred, even though their team is in a kind of dysfunctional um, squad at this point right now, I believe they got enough to uh kind of pull they got enough to pull it off. Uh, Fred Van Bleek's not going to be there next year. He turned down a contract extension, so it's clearly he won't he won't beat out. This is Nick Nurse, but if he lose or however however he goes, when the Raptors season end, this is the last year, last year coaching this basketball team right here. What if they win or lose or however you want to slice it, they're going to lose at some point. This will be his last time coaching this organization. So this organization is going to look pretty different uh, in the offseason. season. You can see OG Ananobi getting moved. You can see Sayakam getting moved. You've been hearing those two names in the trade rooms all year long, all year long. So this team is going to be a different uh, shape up. But I do got the Raptors win this game because I think they're talent. Oh, I think they're better overall talented than Chicago. Outside of Marta Rosen and Zach Levine. Hey, OG, if you want to play for a real team, just hit me up. I can find you an agent. (laughs) I'm not going to say no name, not going to say where, but I have an agent that can help you out. Um, Hey, man, this is another great episode of Coffee and Sports Morning Show. A um, lot of great, you know, sports topics. Wanna, you know, um, I had to, even though I had to put a couple people in their place a couple times, that's what I do. Uh, that's what I do. Jonathan, you didn't put nobody in their place. Des, I put you in your place because you was wrong. Yeah, you have you happy because you want to. Hey, I give the Lakers credit because you guys won last night. But like I said, I Hey, don't forget, you got a long road tomorrow. to go. Hey, hey, Dad, Gene will be here tomorrow. So, hey, you may have to sit back and relax a little bit. Gene will be here tomorrow. <laughs> oh, and oh, then yeah. maybe, and maybe Gene will put Freddie in his place. Oh yeah, John, <laughs> Jonathan, Dez, I hear y'all crying and praying for help. You're praying just like Dez was praying last night that the Lakers don't lose, so Man, we don't have to play as different. I was ready for whatever Lakers. matchup. Hey, coach, hey. are you doing a play-by-play tonight? Hell yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be on there, man. I'll be on yeah. there. Hey, I'll show some love in the chat, coach. I'll oh be yeah, there. I'll, 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 I'll be in there. Hey, guess what? The NFL draft is in two weeks. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hey, Dez, yep. we was going to cook y'all nuggets so hard. It was going to be hard. You was going to have to get some kind of barbecue sauce, some kind of honey uh, mustard, or something. Uh oh. Yeah, come on, Friday. Nice. 
Come on, nice, Freddy. Great job. Now I'm craving chicken nuggets with honey <laughs> mustard. Hey, Mickey and sweet D's. and sour sauce. Hey, you got an hour. Mickey D's be serving them, so. Yep. Make, well, get... not here. It's seven forty-eight in the morning. Bro, you got Jesus three hours, Christ. bro. Yeah, they're still yeah. serving that the egg McMuffins right now. It's almost eleven o'clock. They start doing it over here at ten now. <laughs> ten thirty for us. That's ten thirty here, Mountain Time. Yeah, yeah it's almost it's eleven. Ten forty-eight. It's about to be eight o'clock here. It's eight forty-eight in, in Mountain Time. California, All right, y'all. We we behind. <laughs> yeah, early, Jonathan. Early, man. My yep. dude, Jonathan, we already know what he's doing at 10.30, going to get his 10-piece nugget with a large fry, honey mustard, with a large frappe. No, nah, large, large Coke. No, 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 no. Get the large caramel frappe. Add Oreos to it. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping y'all some dimes. I'm dropping y'all some dimes. That's what I do. Either the mocha or the caramel. Tell them to get, get some Oreos, mix it in there. Hey, hey, that'll start you. Hey, and get Maddie a small one. I'll, small I'll take one. your recommendation. Yeah, small one. See, oh, you your frat pay machine be broke? Yeah, that's what they be telling me, and I go to the one down the street. I'm like, oh, mine yeah, be broke all the time. Hey, you know what? The ice cream machine is always broke, too. Mine's wasn't broke. But it's the ice cream machine for me down here. <laughs> it's both of them. But other than that, you guys. I think that's just that lazy McDonald's want... workers that don't want to fix the damn ice cream. Other than that, Mo, it's always good to have a Laker brother. Joy, it's good to have another Laker sister on the show. Des, uh, it is what it is. Uh, no, good to have you on this way. I'm just glad you didn't duck me. Is this the Laker fan iffy. club here? I was getting kind of iffy. Getting oh, kinda iffy. 30, minute, 30 minutes in, you know, Coach, thank you for being the hardest working man on the network. And Jonathan, we got to show some love to the Clippers. So that, we had to have you home this morning. So thank you. For the fourth four thousand consecutive time. I told you, Freddie, I'm not a Clipper fan. I'm a Laker fan. I just tell it like it is. I just keep it real. Hey, let them let know, Jonathan. You ain't going to sit up there and look crazy, huh? You ain't going to sit up there and look stupid. I'm huh? not a cheerleader. I'm going to tell it like it is. If they're playing like crap, I'm going to tell you. If they're playing good, I'm going to praise them. Get rid of everybody. Freddie, Freddie praises them all the time. They'd be down 30 points. Freddie talk about <laughs> I do the next night. I do. Hey, we win. I'm going to say that's an impressive win. We're uh, down about 30. So, all right, y'all. Y'all have a good rest of y'all day. Thank y'all right, for y'all. tuning in. Peace all the followers, out. make sure you mm-hmm. follow us, subscribe to us, and all that good stuff. Until tomorrow morning, this is Calking Sports Morning Show on the Sports Empire Network, and we are out. Fun times, fun times. Yes, sir. Peace.